Hi, and welcome to a podcast from Hope Springs Church Coventry. For more, please find us on Facebook at Hope Springs Church or on Twitter, we're at Hope Springs Cobb. Thank you and enjoy. Okay. I've just got a shirt that this attaches to today, which is the first time ever, I think. Um, right, just want to grab your seats, we'll just pray before we start. Father, I just thank you that, as we've talked about again and again, you are here present with us. And I thank you that doesn't change, it doesn't vary depending on our, our good deeds, it doesn't alter depending on what kind of week we've had, it doesn't change depending on how much of a good Christian we've been. You are present with each of us all the time, including this moment right now and i just pray that as we continue our time together i just pray that in what i share this morning the holy spirit you would take that and help each of us to see in a fresh and clearer and more certain way that you are with us that i pray that we leave this morning having a greater knowing of your presence with us than we came in with in jesus name amen so um as i've kind of talked about no end um, and therefore it's not going to come as a surprise um, I want to talk a bit about this God's still with us and I, I really feel um, just in kind of prayer and in just thinking and talking to people um, that this is such an important thing to always understand it's always important it always matters but I think it's really important something now it becomes like a timely now thing, something that we focus on in this season, in this start of 2022, in this kind of next phase, whatever way we want to mark that, I really feel like it's a significant thing for now. It's always going to be significant, but especially significant in this moment in time. And we have this kind of constant um, narrative and talking through the Bible about God being with us, about God being with people, God being with with um, individuals, communities, whatever it may be. And therefore, it's something that I really feel as a community and as individuals in that community, we take time to focus on. Um, and so often with these kind of like truths that we know, like if you were to talk to most people who have been in church for any length of time, probably even outside of church, um, the idea of the om- omnipresence of God or the idea of God always being with us or God always being there is something that most people will go, yeah, yeah, I know that. God's always with me. We wouldn't really, probably, there'd be very few people that would push back and say, I'm not sure whether that's true or not, or I don't know that, or I've not heard that. So this is not like new. It's not like something that is is new and is groundbreaking and suddenly people are going to say, this guy talked about God being with us this morning. That That's not this message. Um, but this message in this season for us is to look at this thing that we probably know to a certain degree and to almost um, give time to it almost give give attention to it give give space to it so that it becomes something that we don't just know to a certain degree but something that we know in a deeper deeper way it's almost a little bit like and i can tell i've done a lot of stuff in the mud recently it's almost a little bit like um having like a, a diamond or a precious stone or just a stone here and then it's surrounded by mud and maybe we know because we've been told or because we've scanned it or because there's something we know in that mud that there's a diamond or there's a stone or there's a precious something we know that and it's almost like because we know that we think okay well i can take that big massive mud that's got the diamond inside it and that thing i'm going to carry with me and i'm going to get that kind of looked after or looked at what it may be because i know in there there's a diamond and that's almost a little bit like i think sometimes where we get to with these kind of truths we know god's with us because someone's told us that in that big bit of mud 
that's the truth in there. But actually, I think in this season, it's about, okay, let me dig away some of that mud so that I can see that diamond. I can experience that stone. I can get access to that thing. I can know God's with me on a whole new level. And I think when we give time to it, time to chip away at the mud, time to, to kind of dig away at that thing to expose what's there i think it does something on the inside of us and it changes something and suddenly what we know to a certain degree becomes something we know that we know and it becomes really secure and really solid to a new degree um and and that kind of idea of 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 digging away at the mud of of, of trying to access things we know is there but kind of kind of digging at it and kind of getting access to this diamond in there that kind of idea is communicated in so many different ways in the bible that kind of giving attention or time to this action is communicated in multiple different ways for example in the psalms they have this word sila uh, which i would think would be very cool for a coffee shop one day anyway but um but this word sila which means to pause and rest a while and it comes after a big kind of section of the Psalms, and they've done this stuff, and then they say, then they say, Sila, because they want you to take a moment and reflect on what's just been said. So actually, I want you to intentionally pause and think about what's just been said. You'll have got it, you'll have understood it, you'll have heard it, but actually this needs your attention. You need to pause and think about this for a moment. And that's that digging away at that mud, that we know the diamond's there, you know what's there, but you need to pause a second, because if you don't pause a second, you're going to miss something of what's there. Or they have the word to meditate, or to, to kind of meditate on the law, or to meditate on the word, or whatever it may be. And that word meditate literally means to chew. So it's the idea that you chew over, you think on, you, you kind of reflect on what's been said. So multiple times God will speak to people when they're about to embark on something new, like Joshua, and say, look, I want you to meditate on this thing. You know it, you know what that says, but you need to spend time thinking about it. You need to spend time chewing it over. You need to spend time doing this kind of thing. It's not just going to suddenly happen. You need to give action and intentionality to this thing. Like we would chew food. That we chew food because in chewing food it breaks it down and allows us to digest it and get the nutrients from it and get the richness from it. It's the same idea that when we chew on or think on these truths that God is still with us, when we chew on that and give time to where it talks about that in the Bible, give time to those kind of things, it helps it become richer to us and we benefit from that same thing that we might just rush through that meal we might just rush through or the multiple times it talks about waiting on God the idea of pausing and waiting on the Lord or that kind of wonderful Maverick City song that we all probably know more than we know the Bible verses for anyway, but I'm going to wait on the Lord it's like that that idea of waiting on God that whole idea of waiting is not like we wait for a bus it's the idea that we're expecting we're giving time to, and space for something to, to kind of um, for something to be understood more I'm going to wait on the Lord. I'm going, to, I'm going to rely on Him. I'm going to expect of God. I'm going to give this space, this time, this moment of pause to kind of say, God, I want to, I want to know something on a deeper level here. Or, in more simplistic terms, the idea of Matt Times prayer is given and talked about. That we make space, we turn our attention to dialogue and interaction with God. That we see Jesus do it when He walked on the earth. That Jesus knew God. Jesus was God, but knew His Father. Knew Him. And yet he still gave time aside in prayer because there was something about that interaction, that dialogue, that exchange, that conversation between him and God the Father that that was needed. And it's that idea, again, of that space to this universal truth, this thing we know, but giving more time to know it on a deeper level, to access that diamond in the mud. Or in worship. Again, worship is an action of of giving God praise because, because he's worth it worth it but also giving god praise because we're creating that space to again to encounter him and to know that he's there 
that when we turn our attention to him in praise, we kind of, or worship, and then we sing songs that might be verbal worship, or it could be different actions of worship, but we give time and space to, to actually, God, you're here, aren't you? You're present with me because I'm giving my attention to you in that act of worship. Or, as we're doing right now, as a community together, that it talks about where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there in the midst of them. That's an deliberate thing from God saying, look, when you're together, you, you come to a, a greater awareness that God is with you. It's not just when you're together, you can know it individually, but when you're together, something else happens. And it's these practices. Or, kind of all summed up, perhaps, in that sense of just being still and knowing that he is God. That being still and knowing that God is, that God, God is with us. And all those things, all those ways that the Bible describes, all those ways that we probably might refer to all of them, Oh, it's really interesting because all of them are actions. All of them are intentional things that we do. Whether it's meditate, whether it's pause and sila for a moment, whether it's prayer, whether it's worship, whether it's gathering together as a community, whether it's being still, whether it's waiting on God, they're all deliberate actions. They're not just things that happen. I don't just suddenly sila. Like, it doesn't just happen. And my body doesn't instinctively just go, out. Oh, now you're just going to pause and wait a moment. That doesn't happen. I, I deliberately have to decide to do that. I don't spontaneously just start to worship. Okay? I, I, I choose to do that. There's an action. There might be a, a, a response to something, but, a, but there's a choice involved in that. That these things require intentional decisions. They're an action. They require time. And I, I really feel that even this morning in worship, there's a real sense that this isn't, this is phrasing with the mind, this isn't a, a, a season or a, a, a year as normal. That we can go through the kind of routines and the habits that we might have had, and they're good things, not bad things, but actually almost I feel like God's saying, look, I want, I want some time here. Mm. I want there to be a step up in time given. I want there to be a, a kind of, there's an invitation to say, look, Sila, meditate, pray, worship, do these things because it's, there's an invitation to come and know something on a deeper level. If we just go through those same routines, that's not, not wrong, but we might miss out on that diamond and knowing that diamond in that mud, knowing that thing on a deeper level that we might have not known before. Because it's a strange dichotomy, isn't it? That, and it's, it's so odd when you really think about it, that we know that God is always with us. We know that, and yet Jesus, God in the flesh, told people to ask, to seek, and to knock. He asked them to do that. He invited them to do these actions that required an intentional decision on their behalf. Yet God's always with us. And yet there's still an action on our behalf. There's still something we do that initiates that kind of exchange and that dialogue. And I, I think this idea, me and Sai have talked about this backs and forwards, and I think we will explore this later on. But this idea that the, the control of God, that we always have this phrase, especially with COVID, it's come up more than ever. God is in control, therefore everything will be fine. I would humbly suggest that the idea of God being in control is not what we think it is. It's not like God micromanages everything and has allowed COVID to happen because it does something good. I don't believe that at all. But it comes down onto a very personal level as well, that God being in control, we can think, okay, well, if God wants me to... Um, it's actually a funny story. I can use it. Link's actually in quite nicely. So our foster care friends, Vicky and Jason, had a foster child with them about um, probably six months ago or something like that, wasn't it? A year ago. Um, and I don't know whether she had a practicing faith or whether she just used it as an excuse, but she was like 17, 16, 17, and was needing to go to work. And she kept not getting up to go to work in the morning. Um, and so when they kind of 
talked to her about this with the social work and stuff. She said, look, if God wants me to go to work, God will wake me up in the morning and I'll go to work. Um, but it, and it's funny, but there's an element of we can sometimes slip into that mindset. If God wants me to seal her, he'll make me seal her. If God wants me to worship, he'll make me worship. If God wants me to meditate, he'll make me meditate. If God wants me to do this, somehow he'll make that happen. But the Bible is full of God saying, I want you to do this. I want you to do it. I'm not going to make you do it, but I want you to do this. I'm inviting you to do these things. And this whole idea of God being in control, which we will pick out later, can sometimes can be big on the COVID scale, but can also be small on the personal, intimate relationship with God. If God wants me to come to church this morning, he'll make me come to church. To gather this community. Well, actually, God does these things and invites us... In, it may not happen. I'll say that, yeah. God invites us into that action because he's asking us to ask to seek and to knock he's, he's inviting us in to do something because we don't have and it's not a passive cultural faith that we're part of we're not part of a passive cultural faith a faith that we're just in because we just happen to be in that thing yeah. but that can happen can't it it's very easy for some of us if we've grown up in church to just passively well of course i'm a christian yeah. i've been to church my whole life or it's the same in other faiths, other religions. It's very easy for them to grow up in that and just blow up. Of course I'm a Muslim, of course I'm a Sikh. Why wouldn't I be? But we're not in a passive one like that, where we're just in it. We're, 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 we're deliberately choosing to be part of it. That, that it's something that is, is an active thing. It's a living thing. It's a relational thing. It's a messy thing. But, it, but it's alive. And, and it's that active, not passive, but active, deliberate choice that we're saying, okay, I'm going to actually come and see that. I'm going to come and seek. I'm going to come and knock. You're always with me. I'm not doing it in a kind of like, which, which door's got behind now. It's not that kind of knocking. It's that like, I'm going to come and knock. I'm going to come and do the action. And it's somehow in that, in that space, I encounter God. It's not that I chose the wrong door and now God's not behind that door. Actually, God's behind every door. But this still requires me to knock the door. Still requires me to open the door. Still requires me to see that. Still requires me to dig at the mud. Still requires me to, to meditate. To do these things. To give time and deliberate action to this stuff. Because in doing that... I encounter and I experience that diamond that knowing God is with me in an even deeper and more profound way. Now, as a church community, um, we're going to discuss this more on Wednesday evening, but we're going to give, intentionally give time to this, God still being with us, in terms of what we cover in the sermons, in terms of what we do with worship evenings, and Luke and Leela are going to share a bit about them on Wednesday, uh, the discussion groups that are ongoing um, in terms of around the theology of, of the Trinity and stuff, and the talk about the Trinity, that all, all is about God being with us. Um, in terms of prayer meetings that we have, so there's going to be times together when we meet on a Sunday, and also the other things where we're going to intentionally give time to this whole concept of God being with us in those different spaces, in those different things. But as I said, it's not just a kind of, we do it as a community. It's not just a, that, that, that's part of it, but also as an individual level, that I give time, that I make a decision to, outside of a Sunday morning gathering, outside of a, a worship evening, outside of a prayer meeting, I make a decision to kind of seal her. I make a decision to, to kind of meditate. I make a decision to do these things. And then I will encounter God. I will come to know God. I'll come to have that relational thing with God on a deeper level. And I bring that back into the community. That these two things are hugely crossing over and hugely intertwined. Like me sharing this this morning will hopefully spark something in you. And that then in return sparks something in us. And it kind of has that constant, that constant exchange. But there is a personal, individual choice that's involved in this.
We're also going to look at, and we can explore this a bit on Wednesday as well, looking at some times of prayer and fasting and looking again at what we mean by prayer and fasting because so often again it can be a cultural thing where you, you pray and fast because you're part of a church but actually looking at how that connects into this and how that links into this it's not about if I don't pray and fast God's not there God's always there so therefore what role does prayer and fasting have in helping me know that God is there as opposed to I'm doing it because I want to get God here God's there but then what role does that play and how we can do that as a community and as individuals as well um so all these kind of things kind of just to to help us to kind of work together as a community and again it's it's not this thing where i want us to go home now and feel riddled with guilt or riddled with condemnation so i need to give more time to god i do think there's an invitation for that i do think that but that's not a condemning thing that that's not like a kind of if you don't do this god's not there anymore god's always there but there's an exciting invitation into this and then it's a time where you go okay god i want to do this I don't feel like I feel like I want to do this right now, but I want to do this. Can you help me with that? And again, it's not this thing of God going, okay, now you'll be filled with motivation. Or now you'll be kind of have this surge, want to go and do this kind of stuff. But in our action, the, the Holy Spirit, I believe, comes alongside and enables our actions. Helps us in that process. I don't think God gets us out of bed and fills us with this amazing motivation that we get ourselves out of bed. But in that movement forward, Holy Spirit comes and just helps us, strengthens us equips us enables us but it's, it's that join together thing it's that he's not going to make me walk but he's going to maybe give me the strength to keep walking he's not going to make me open my bible but he's going to help me to understand what my bible saying that helps me do that that he's there to partner and work with us because it's not all on our own strength he doesn't make us do it but he does help us in the process of doing it and that's a really important thing so when we're finding it difficult and we're struggling it's not going well it's not working is it the doors aren't opening this isn't happening it's going holy spirit just help me as simple as that holy spirit just help me i want i want to do this thing but i need help with doing it um and then also to each other that i think i was praying and thinking about all this kind of stuff and i think this is important because it's important to give time to thinking about God being with us and give time to God and to give time to that kind of stuff. I think that's important because it's important because God deserves it. doesn't demand it, but deserves it. And therefore, that's why it matters. I think it's important because it makes a difference in us. Um, and I, I believe that Jesus finished everything and dealt with everything at the cross, but in the same way, that's almost like that, that diamond in the mud again. I think we can come to know that and experience that on a deeper, deeper level. But also I think there's a significance in why we give time to this because I think it's significant for people in our communities and in our world around us. That it's important because it, God deserves it, it's important for us, but equally it's important for our communities and people around us. Because I was, there was a phrase, I don't know whether it's been used in lots of places or just happens to have been in a couple of things I've read, but um, the, there's a phrase that's going around at the minute with 2022 being the year of the squeeze. I don't know if anyone has heard that. Um, but the whole idea behind that is because um, there is a, obviously a huge hike in um, energy prices and gas and electric, uh, but also there's going to be a, a shift in national insurance contribution and there's also going to look at taxing and that kind of stuff. So the idea that all those things are going to squeeze families and homes finances and that kind of stuff and then we've got this idea of the year of the squeeze um and also then the pressures of things like covid and um kind of just general society and all that kind of stuff just coming in and being like a, a year of the squeeze and i don't like that term but i saw it and my immediate thought was i was like that that just triggers me in my mind i was like what am i thinking about to do with that and there's a script you want to turn to it in two corinthians 
um, full. Because I do think 2022 might be a, a pressing year for people, might be a difficult year for people. And that's why this becomes even more important. Because something is found in God being with us and us knowing God, God, God is with us that, that challenges that squeeze, that pulling in. Um, and I think, therefore, this is important to give time to because it's important because it's, God deserves it, because we need it, but also because it will be a place of life for other people in our communities, in our streets, in those things too. And it says in um, 2 Corinthians 4, verse, verse 1, and I'll read the whole thing, and I might pause as we go through it just to pull out a few things, and this is to close. But it says, Therefore, since God in his mercy has given us this ministry, um, and that that's important that phrase there God in his mercy given us this ministry we do not lose heart instead uh, we have renounced the secret and shameful ways we do not practice deceit nor do we distort the word of God on the contrary by open proclamation of the truth we commend ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God and even if our gospel is veiled it is veiled to those who are perishing now I hate that phrase when it's taken out of context because the idea that God does hide himself um, from those who are perishing that just doesn't make any sense at all like God hides himself from those who need help the most. That just doesn't like connect at all. Until you read the next verse, and then it makes sense. Because it says, because the God of this age, so the kind of, if you want to use the word the devil, you want to use the word Satan, that God has blinded the minds of unbelievers so they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ. That one. Not, not, not God the Father. Not, not Jesus. Jesus isn't hiding himself. But there's something in the way that the, the, the God of this age, the devil works, that, that hides that truth okay so paul's kind of said this we've got this ministry and it can be hidden from those who need it most okay um because the god of says wants to hide it wants to wants to blind wants to distract those think about this whole idea that distract those pull them away from seeing the truth seeing the truth again that's there but they don't they can't see it um and it says so the God of this age is blinding the minds of unbelievers so they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ who is the image of God. For we do not proclaim ourselves but Jesus Christ as Lord and as ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who said let light shine out of darkness made his light shining our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. So he's done something in us. Now that's important, done something in us us and then the next verse says now we have this treasure this light this thing that god's done in us in jars of clay to show that this surpassingly great power is from god and not from us this isn't about going look how wonderful i am look at how together my life is look at how everything's going great for me this is about going look god's done something in me and because he's done it in me that's going to be able to be seen by you or other people around us because other than that the context is remember people that need it most having their eyes blinded that someone's blinded them and therefore the solution paul's talking about is the way therefore they're going to see it is because it's working in you and it's it's doing something in you that 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 he he is addressing this issue he's not saying they're perishing they're blind it doesn't matter then he's saying look they've had their eyes blinded they need we all need help but in the context of this they need that help and therefore they're going to have that help or see that help that comes not from us 
because we're Christians and we have everything together, but it comes from the fact that there's this message of Jesus, this light of Jesus that exists, is working in our lives. Not perfectly, but working in our lives. And we're not perfect, hence why he's talked about we're jars of clay. We have broken bits and weak bits and bits that don't work that well. And that, that's all alright. But actually you can see something of what Jesus is doing in my life that then helps you to see it and realise that same thing can work in yours. That you can start to see that it's working. It's the, there's something there because God is always there. He's with you right now. And you can see that he's with you right now when you realise actually something's working in this guy that's broken and flawed as well. Because therefore it's not about just about my behaviour becoming better. It's about me going, actually Jesus is working in my life. He's working in me. And therefore that helps you to see that. And then it says, um, yeah, this is the phrase why it it jumped out to me. So it says, now we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassingly great power is from God and not from us. We are hard pressed on all sides, not crushed, uh, perplexed but not in despair, persecuted but not forsaken, struck down but not destroyed. And that the idea of the year of the squeeze just jumped out to me with that. That, that idea that actually there is pressure coming in. But it, and it's not saying that we, that we will remove ourselves and not be affected by any of the pressure. That, that's not what it's talking about. But in that place of pressure, in that place where people feel blinded to any hope, where people feel, feel lost from any sense of like, sense of God being with us because COVID just seems communicates well, there can't be a God can there because why would you have done this all those different questions that spin around in people's minds that cause a, a blinding to the reality that God is present that God, that God, God is with all of us not just me or you because we are Christians but God is with everybody that people seeing that happens because something works in us that we give time to see that that we give time to meditate that we give time to dig at that that diamond that we give time to worship to prayer that we do those things and in doing those things something works in us that enables it to to all our flaws and our brokenness it to be seen in us that other people might say actually yeah there's something there isn't there god is there god is present and maybe there can be a a sense of that push against the pressing that push against the kind of the being crushed, the push against the hard press bit, the push against the squeeze, because I can see that God is is with me. Does that make sense? Um, and then he goes on and he talks. He says, "We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. For we are alive, um, are always consigned to the death of Jesus for, for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus may be revealed in our mortal body." And then, death is at work in us, but life is at work in you. And in keeping with what is written, I believe, therefore I have spoken. We who have the same spirit of faith, I also believe and therefore speak, knowing that the one who raised the Lord Jesus will also raise us up with Jesus and present us with you in his presence. And this is better. And all this is for your benefit, so that the grace that is extended to more and more people may overflow in thanksgiving, giving glory to God. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Throw out a self is wasting away your inner self is being renewed day by day for our light and momentary afflictions in producing up uh, is producing for us an eternal glory that's far beyond comparison so we fix our eyes not on what is seen but on what is unseen for what is seen is temporary but what is unseen is eternal so this whole idea is that he's he's calling the people that are reading this and us to say look there's this there's this pressure going on there's this push going on there's this blinding going on that's stopping people from seeing and therefore I want you I want us as a community I want us to kind of give time to those things which are unseen to give time to to the kind of I want to give time to you I can't see you I can't 
sentient over my physical senses, but I'm going to give time to you in my sila. I'm going to give time to you in, in my meditation. I'm going to give time to you to just pray and to worship. Because in doing that, it doesn't just do it because you deserve it, God. Or it doesn't just do it because it benefits me, but actually in doing that, it does something in me that helps other people outside of me too and that for me is why it's such an important thing that we focus on though that we kind of give time to in this this season ahead i don't know how long um but in this season ahead just to give time to that saying god i'm going to come and see that to meditate um, i'm going to come and to be with you so father i just pray that you are i thank you first whether you're always with us thank you that you're always present and i just pray that again that we would take what has been said this morning, spit out the bits that are nonsense, and just we just grab hold of the, the, the things that you're communicating to our hearts. I just pray that, that we would, this week ahead, each one of us, um, make the decision to give time to you in whatever way we do that. To see that, to meditate, to wait on, to, to worship, to pray, to do, to read, to whatever it is we give time to. To give time to you. And in that process, I just pray that by your Holy Spirit, you would just help each one of us to just know that you are with us, to know that you are present, to know that you are never leaving or forsaking. And I just pray that that would just continue to work in us. And I just pray that that working in us would be something that's of life to other people too. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Cool. That's a pleasure.